podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Cup Update with the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, and today is Wednesday, the 26th of January. I'm getting really good at them. Um, Red Steve is straight in. He says, Afternoon, Reds. Welcome to your daily Cup Day. He's still pushing that name. What is it when we put a name on a show that people decide that they just want something different? Man on Football Show is football in the world. The Cup Update should be the daily Cup Day. Um, and Steve also says, hit like while we're waiting to dis- on Gav to decide which fleece to wear. No fleece today. Golf t-shirt today. Uh, it's nice out. It's cold, but it's nice. Megan McCallion says, afternoon. All afternoon. Megan, uh, Garrett McDonald says, afternoon. Trippers, Newcastle about to sign Brazil International. Bruno Gomerez from Leon for 30 million. Brilliant bit of business if it goes through. And a cheaper alternative to Rice and Didi, etc. Kieran, Captain Sal, I am also say hello. If you're watching, fair play to you. Um, make sure you hit the like button on your way in. During this or on the way out as well. And um, subscribe, like, share, all that sort of stuff. But most of all, put your comments in there. Um, that's the most important bit um, to this show every every day at 2pm for a half an hour. And as someone said yesterday... Um, it's a really good show. They enjoy it. Um, keep it going. I said, I'll say it, said it before, and I'll say it again. I'll keep doing it if you keep showing up. You show up, I'll keep doing it. No problem at all. Um, let me see. Ali says, "Big up, Gav. Luis Diaz going to Spurs. We are losing out on targets. Going to talk about him in a minute because I don't think it's as straightforward as that, Ali." Um, Red Steve reckons I have the heating on. It's a cold one. It's it's all right. Ew. It's perfect golf and weather. Absolutely perfect golf and weather. But there you go. Uh, Gavir, the Irish, Trevor McDonald. Only difference, he bought us news at 10 and you at 2pm. Um, he has more money than me, I'd say. Um, Newcastle will probably stay up if they add another one or two before the window ends, reckon Kev- Kevin Ball. And um, Leon have denied that there's any agreement with Newcastle on Bruno Gamerez. So there you go. Bayern have confirmed that Nicolas Sewell will become a free agent this summer. Still only 26. He'd be a great addition to our back line, says Gareth. Too slow for me. Um, Nicholas Sula, uh, too slow for me. But let's start off with um, let's start off with Luis Diaz. So his name popped up in the news again yesterday. We've we've talked about him probably two or three times since we started this show nearly a month ago now, I think. Um, and nothing solid with regards to Luis Diaz has come out with regards to Liverpool. Nothing at all. Um, it's just a name that's out there that he's an exciting talent and um, plays for Porto. Um, playing really well this season by all accounts in um in the league in Portugal was okay in the Champions League wasn't too bad, and it's one of those where Liverpool fans some Liverpool fans really like him, um and that's that's absolutely fine, um I know lads on this podcast like him as well think he's a real talent and the, but there was nothing there was nothing solid on him you know it was more just a like of him by by fans there was nothing solid going around about Luis Diaz, you know there was talk that Porto had some. Financial issues. Um, I think there was a was it a seventy million euros buyout, something around there, um, and that was basically it. Now it's come out yesterday that Spurs have made an approach, um, with regards to Luis Diaz. Kieran B says Spurs and Porto are way off on their valuation. Porto want seventy million pound. Spurs offering less than fifty million euros. I think it was a forty million pound bid that apparently went in. Now that has looks like it's been, you know. 
wiped away by Porto. Not interested at forty million pounds. And Luis Diaz looks like he might have said like the talk is that Luis Diaz isn't overly interested in this move at the moment. The Spurs, um, he'd rather wait for a club higher ranked than Spurs to come in and see where he goes. I don't think he's any in any rush to move. Um, you know, he's doing well at Porto. You could see it another six months. And he'd still get a move. It's like we were talking about yesterday about players. Six months is not going to make a difference. There'll be plenty in for him. Garrett McDonald says Diaz is a baller. Yeah, he's a really good player. He was a really, really good player. Um, let's be honest. FSG isn't going to sign Diaz. We are broke FC. Newcastle is more likely to sign him than us, says Marshall. But you see, this is what I wanted to come to, right? There's no solid link to Luis Diaz. I, look, he's a really good player. But... And... I'd say if you asked 10, 100 Liverpool fans, probably 85, 90% of them would really like Liverpool to sign him. That's fine. But every time another club goes for a signing, no matter who, like a certain signing, it's like, oh, FSG have let us down a bit again. And I'm like, how have they let you down? You don't even know if he's a target for Liverpool. Nothing, there's nobody out there that can tell you that he's a target for Liverpool. Now, I'm not saying that that like we shouldn't sign anybody don't don't take it wrong and I shouldn't have to really repeat myself on that people know where I stand on what Liverpool should and shouldn't do whether it's this window or by the end of um, August but every time somebody comes out and says oh Spurs are looking at Diaz or such and such is looking at this player um, oh, FSG have let us down again FSG won't spend and um, we're being left behind and I'm like lads nobody has been linked properly with Luis Diaz Spurs are trolling a bid that's derisory like, you know what I mean? It's derisory. £40 million is a derisory offer. Let's be honest about it. So I'm going to scroll back up here a little bit. Um, I tune in for the colourful jumpies and ho- hoodies. Forget the footy chat. Sorry, it's navy today. It's navy Callaway today. Um, I'll try to be more colourful tomorrow. Uh, Diaz doesn't want sports. The quote is, they don't match his sporting ambition. It's Glenn Parsons. I didn't see the actual quote. I just read something earlier saying that he, he'd probably be looking to hold out for... Um, for a higher ranked club so I'd say somebody that he's guaranteed to begin playing Champions League football that's what I say it is um, we're not broke we just don't spend this as Patrick Flannery but the proof would be in the pudding you know there's arguments to make signings in January there's arguments to say is it difficult yeah it absolutely is it's difficult for everyone no one's no one of no one's made a move Newcastle are doing stuff because they have to um, Jack says hi Gav love the channel I would much prefer if we picked up Harvey Barnes or Jared Bowen over Diaz to be honest well, there you go. So, do, do we go down the road then if someone, if Harvey Barnes goes to Spurs that, oh, FSG have let us down? Like, if FSG failed to let us down on every single player that we would like, <laughs> we'd have about 150 players in our squad. Um, It's it's one, it's just that. Dragon Ball says we ain't broke and we don't know who our targets are anyways. I'm glad we know nothing about our transfer business. We, we know nothing. We genuinely, nobody knows anything. Like, and... I'm not talking about me or you in the chat or or anybody. Like even journals now, he, I you can see journals that used to hang on every word Liverpool said because they were getting words to hang on. Have, are doing nothing around Liverpool, nothing. They're not reporting anything. It's all just oh he might be on a list and he might be on a list and he might be interested. They might look at him and it's like might might might. There's no quotes. There's nothing solid. It's that's just the way it is and that's the way you want it. City have brought in a young striker, but that is replacing the spot left by Aguero and Torres as Chris Brack. City have done that, but like Arsenal have thrown their arse out the window for Vlahovic, and he's just not interested. Chelsea don't seem to be doing anything. Liverpool don't seem to be doing anything. Um, City are putting in a replacement because they've taken two players out of their squad. Fine, and the argument could be that we 
we have one spot left in our squad that we could add to. That's a very valid argument. But I'm just, I'm a bit kind of looking at this going, are we going to get this every player now? Like every player that's linked with Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, United. Are we just going to say that we're being let down? We don't know who our targets are. We really don't. But you have to say that we need to bring some players in. I'd much prefer us to do something like we done with Fabinho or Jota. Um, Thiago won't drag down a little bit. But they were just, bang, they're done. Done. No problem. Simicas. You know, we were linked with the guy who's at Newcastle now, the left back. Wasn't going to work. He wanted too much money. Bang, we done Simicas. You know, Kanate was a little bit of speculation around him and then bang, it was done. You know, so it's, it's one of those where I'm not saying we shouldn't do anything, but I don't think we will in the next five days. We definitely should do something in the summer, but we can't. We can't keep saying we're being let down every time a player is just linked to another team. You know, we can't sign everybody, and he probably he probably is on our radar, and it probably piques our interest that oh, sports have gone in with forty, and they're being, you know, they're being told to go away. Let's see. Let's ask the question. They might do that. We never know. You never know where it'll be done now or where it'll be done in the summer. Um, let's read out a few a few um, comments. There's rumours of us being interested in Diabala as his contract runs out this summer. Yeah, I've seen, um, what's his name, Tancredi, Palmieri or whatever. He had a tweet out, but he's deleted it. There's been another one there um, from an Italian journalist saying that Liverpool um, have shown an interest um, with Diabala's contract running out, but it won't happen in January. And Juventus are meant to have some sort of meet. We'll, we'll sit down with Diabala when the window closes to see where it wants to go. So it could be him just, you never know. It could be um, it could be just him edging towards another contract. But a couple of weeks ago, it was said that he wouldn't sign another contract. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think our number one target is Rafinha, says Ali. But Leeds don't want to sell him in Jan. And we are waiting for the summer where we can get him. Possibly. Possibly. There's been, again, loads of talk around Rafinha, but nothing where... Anyone has come out and said Rafinha, the Liverpool are gone for Rafinha, you know the sort of way, um, and that's becoming it's becoming less and less um, obvious along around most clubs as to what they're doing. You know the Arsenal one was very very obvious with Vlahovic, but that was probably because you know the way they do they do things at times that they're very open in what they do and they get stung a few times. Um, City are likely to sell him to one of the owners other clubs to make a profit on him. Um, this is with regards to the guy they've taken from our, um from South America. Glenn would love us to pull a Fabinho. The lad just turns up one day and, and no one knew what happened. Yeah, it was brilliant. Liverpool fans crave five signings every window so they can brag. Um, no, I think I don't think there's any harm in wanting signings. I don't think there's any harm in always looking to improve. Um, I think there's no harm in looking to refresh when you need to. And I think we're at that point. I, think, I still think we're a fantastic side. side. I still think we have a great chance in all the competitions we're in. Um, but sometimes you need to refresh. And, you know, we've done it bits and pieces over the last couple of seasons with refreshing. Um, and we might do in the summer. But I don't know who the targets are. I don't know who we're going for. I, I've said four, four players I'd be happy with. I think that refreshes the squad route breaking the squad up or calling it a rebuild I think you could bring in four and you go you know what that looks fresher it looks um, probably lowers the average age a little bit um, makes a bit more, puts a bit more pace a bit more reliability into it a different brings a different element to what we're trying to do um, reliability and stuff like that there's no problem with wanting that I just you know 
all this, um, like Laura Duffy says, winning the transfer window. Like, come on, you know, there's, there's plenty out there that are spending loads and they do it terribly. I'm not saying that Liverpool shouldn't spend, but the way I look at it, and I've always looked at it, is what can you realistically do in 31 days? Now, I know our transfers will be planned well in advance. Liverpool are well known for this, and most clubs are. But when it comes down to it, when it comes to January, I think the biggest issue is clubs not wanting to let players live because of their own, and I've said it yesterday, because of their own um, ambitions for the season. Whether it's at the bottom end of a table, at the top end of a table, in a European competition, in a domestic cup competition, wherever it might be, I think that's where the biggest stumbling block will be. And it's easier to talk with players around, unless a club comes in and says, listen, there's X amount of money, take it or leave it now because we won't be back, you know. We have another guy down the road that we think we can do in the summer. Unless they pull a stroke like that, but not a lot of clubs do. Because then the club trying to buy um, show their hand. And if they do come back into somebody, go, well, I thought you didn't want them at 50 million. Now it's 60. Now it's 70. It's it, it's a mad one. Um, let me. Uh, he's definitely on our radar because Spurs only buy players we are linked with, says Owen Bork. I'm, I'm not saying Luis Diaz wouldn't be. You know, any, any club out there should be having a look at him and seeing what's going on, but. We can't just keep saying, oh, we're being let down every time a player is even linked to another club. That's just the way I feel about it. If you think I'm wrong, throw it in the chat and tell me I'm wrong. I've no issue with that whatsoever. Um, let's read a few more. Um, I'm feeling there will be no action in January. We'll get three or four guys in the summer, says Zed. Um, I be I go along the line, Zed, I think. And that's not me shouting, I want, I want, I want. I just think it'd be a nice number, three or four. Four, preferably three or four would be a nice number if you do it right, in my opinion. Um, probably will want 200 grand a week. Um, plus probably can't see us doing the business even though we can play across the front three says C. Holbrooks Dragon says we do need signings but I trust the recruitment I do think the club should going forward should make an odd signing every summer window like United used to do under Fergie Rafinha only makes sense if he sells Salah because he can play on the left can he a lot of people say he can't Kevin um, the majority I've seen of him is off the right but all good players can play anywhere. Look at Jota. You can put him anywhere. I put him in centre mid if I had to. To be honest with you. Captain Sal really hopes we get Rafinha in the summer. Um, I'd still go for Martinelli says Cordes J. Arsenal's going to be... I said it yesterday. Arsenal if they miss out on top four. Watch it. I'm telling you watch it. Because I think I think players will lose a little bit of faith in Arteta and where they're going. They're at a stage of their career where they, they all just crave Champions League football to help their career. One... And they're international prospects. Um, and I'm thinking massively about um, Martinelli and, and uh, Saka when I say that. Um, Inter going out for all, all out for Diabala apparently. Juve have a contract in place. But when he got injured again, so they said they would come back to him in April. Said his demands don't match his availability to Zonburg. Yeah, Inter have been linked as well with that. But again, it's just a name out there. So... I'm fully expecting the next 40 hours people to go, oh, Diabalas looks like he's going to Inter. We've been let down again. And we don't know the ins and outs of it. Liverpool probably have made a phone call and to whoever represents them. Let us know what's going on there. We, we could be interested. That could be it. Um, you can play Salah down the middle, says Dragon. You could. You absolutely could. We go for Bone before Rafinha, I reckon. Bone has been brilliant this season. Like He was scoffed at in the summer, but he has been excellent this season for West Ham. Assist, goals, he's all action, pace. He seems to have added a lot of intelligence to his game. He seemed to be just a a bit of a runner. But now there's a bit more to his game. And I've been really impressed with him. Um, I'd actually be interested to see what he could do on that club. I'm not saying he'd be in before his choice. But I think he's one of those where you go, oh yeah, what could he do? A bit like Jota. 
What could he get? What could he get out of him? Um, let me see. Phones can moan about FSG and transfers as much as they like, but the only way they're going to get a run out of run out is if Salah goes. So the fact we care about picking up four twenty million players confuses me. Um, still winning the winning the quadruple gav no worries said Chris Brack. Yeah, we are. We're still in for it. Um, the Salah thing is huge. Uh, that needs to be that needs to be um priority over anything because I said it to the day if you look at the availability we have coming back now for the Cardiff game we're hopefully going to be Divock Origi short of a fully fit squad going into Cardiff the, the next the last 16 league games I think it is a league cup final going into still in the FA Cup and um, in the Champions League knockout stage which starts in about two weeks so we're in a really good spot there you know we really are but the solid thing is is absolutely massive. Um, as long as we have forward depth and game changes off the bench, that's an upgrade over the likes of Origi. Origi isn't garbage, but we have, we have evolved now. I agree. I think we have evolved. I think, but we should evolve into instead of having the four lads you consider fighting for three places, we should have five if not six. And if Origi needs to go to make that happen, Grant, because Origi feels to me like an afterthought. And um, only called upon when we when when there's an emergency, and I don't. I'm not mad on that. I, I'd rather I'd rather them all killing each other to go on the pitch. Um, Gav, your line this summer is huge for FSG. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I think we need to do business, and I think we need to come out of this summer looking stronger, more reliable than we have than we do now. And I think if we added, say, even three, if we added three in the right places. And moved out three. I'm not talking numbers. If we had the same amount of players, um, if we just got a 24, like we, we seem to be walking off now instead of 25, and you took out three and put in three and they were more reliable and pushed what's in the starting 11 already, we're much stronger. Absolutely much stronger. Um, FSG will speak of a big summer, then buy a young talent for huge cash and call it a huge summer, then leave the club to that Asian dude. The keeps wanting to buy us, then they will pack up and go. Who's the Asian dude that keeps wants to buy us? Give us the name of the Asian dude that keeps keep want keep that keeps wanting to buy us, please. Four is a bit ambitious, Gav says Captain Sal. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. If you're going to, and we're only going off what we've been told, um, last summer by, um, one journal I listened to a, a lot to. And the words where the 2022 was the year that Liverpool always looked to rebuild this or, or refresh this squad. And we're in 2022. And we only have five more days and then three more months to do it in 2022. Alvarez at River Plate is unreal. That's the guy going to see, isn't it? We must invest in the summer or else I don't see us winning the league again, says Marshall. Um, there's loads, loads coming in here. I'm just going to go down a little bit. Um, breaking news. Clubs must have a minimum of four positive COVID tests within the squad to apply for a postponement. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Let's see how that goes because um, it's it's a. Uh, I don't. I'm not going into the COVID thing. You'll see when it happens again. That's all I'll say to you. Um, super chat from Dinesh. Um, who always puts a really long name after his name, but it's Dinesh Karoy. Says afternoon. We need at least three players in the summer. First time in two years we will have a fully strength team. Not worried if we don't buy in January. I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit like that. And I think I've said it in, in the last while. If Origi's fit and we got an offer and we could do something coming the other way, I think we might have looked at it. 
But with, with Origi not being fit, I don't think they're willing to bring somebody in and have Origi hanging around as well. So it's um it's one of those. See, Holbrook says if Salah signs a new deal, then Bowen will be a great option behind him. Works hard and chips in with goals and assists. That think he'd be a great option. The only thing I'd say about that is, and at the at the at the risk of um repeating myself, then I still think you, I want to see a a signing come in in the summer, up front, that you will be confident that in three years time, when you don't have, you don't have money. You possibly don't have Firmino. And this fella's ready. This fella's going to be like, yeah, very smooth transition. We're not looking in two, two years' time when both of them go, or if they go, say, for, say they do. We're not looking in two years' time when they go, going, oh, we bought this fella two years ago, and, you know, he was a decent money, and, yeah, he's okay, but we probably need to invest somewhere else to, to get, more out of, get more out of the team, and he could be a backup. I don't want that. I want someone to come in and go, listen, Salah, Mane, Firmino, Jota, I'm here as well, and we're all just five people genuinely fighting for three places because it brings the best out in players, and it eases yourself on rotation. Um, it eases it when you have suspensions. It eases it when you have injuries. It eases it when you know international breaks come around and your players come on back at different times. You go, we five of them. Surely we can get three into it. We'd be fine. Whereas sometimes we look and go, oh, just just one of them missing two. We're gonna have to play one of these. That's the argument, and. Although I like Minamino and Origi scores big goals, I want someone where I go, yeah, just no issue putting him in the side. None whatsoever. And it might cost a lot of money, but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, let me get through to the bottom here. Um, can we talk about Everton? Let me talk about Everton for a minute because um, Pereira seems to be the man that Everton have identified as they want to be their next manager. Um, talks are he's in London. To discuss it, Everton fans look like they've had a meltdown. Um, fan protests, they're scrawling stuff on walls, and I, I, um, it was funny because they want they don't want him, but they want Lampard in. And four days ago, they wanted someone that knew Everton. Get a fella in that knows Everton. Get a fella that knows the club, and now it's get Frank Lampard. The only thing Frank Lampard knows about Everton is. The way into the away dressing room and the way out, you know that sort of way. Um, but it's, it's very weird what's going on there. Apparently, I, I don't know how true it is, but there's a tweet going around with regards to a fan protest this evening at seven o'clock. I don't know how true that is, um, but we'll have to wait and see. But it's uh, Lampard is the favourite for the job now, says Megan McCallion, and talks out of prayer and may pull out because of the fan protest with regards to him. So, um, it's it's um. It's a very, very, very strange one there. It's a very strange one. Gav, what do you think the FSG plan is with us? And um, what do you see them selling up? Um I don't think it's I don't think it's silly to say that the COVID stuff has affected plans for most clubs, Liverpool included. Um I think they got unlucky. When they bring in Sima Castiago and, and um Jota going into the start of last season, you know, we looked what a squad we looked, you know. We had so many injuries last season. It, it was painful that this, I would have loved us to see, I'm not saying stay fully fit because that's impossible, but to see so many big losses to big injuries and see midfielders playing centre-half and seeing youngfellas come in and having to play centre-half and kids having to come in and play, you know, um, 
midfield and you know just so much pressure being heaped on so many players that probably weren't you know probably weren't ready for it I'd have loved us to see us just go get a normalish season out of that squad that you had last season um, when they were all fit because I just thought it would have been unbelievable I think we would have won the league again I think the COVID thing has killed a little bit of what any club has tried to do like I said Liverpool included they bring in Canate last summer the plan going forward I think is all is the plan that's always been the same. You know, be good in the transfer market and be competitive. Don't overcommit yourself and try to compete. And it's getting harder and harder when you see the clubs around you, the money they'll spend them and the tra- the sponsorship deals they'll do to enhance their income, you know, the money they have backing them. The, the Newcastle are on the on the on the horizon now if they stay up. It's it's getting more difficult, and I do, I have said before that sometimes you need to step out of your comfort zone a little bit just to keep up. I do think FSG might need to do that, and I think if they, even if they do in the summer, they will be, because the the money that's being affected in COVID is huge in football. You know, don't don't underestimate it. Um, and that's what that plan has always been, and you you'll see the argument that if Klopp wasn't there, um, where would we be? Because Klopp's a genius walking under this and walking under that. I get that to an extent, I really do. But when you look at the money we've spent on the players, forget what we've sold. When you look at the money we've spent on the players and where we've got other players from, I think he spent quite a bit of money, you know. But he's brought in, in saying that he's brought some players in where you go, he's like Jota comes in, and no one's expecting what you've seen with Jota. Not, not hope, you know. What I mean, Andy Robertson comes in at eight million, you're going, hmm, interesting. What a left back, you know. Um, and even the way he's starting to do with Harvey Elliott now, you know. Were we expecting you massive things of Sadio Mane? I was. I th- I really liked him. Salah, you know, people were talking about Salah being back up to the front three. Look at him, you know. And Klopp has a huge, huge effect on that. And I think that's why, I think that's why, um, I think that's why y- you do get them comments around Klopp. I'm not saying someone couldn't come in and do a good job. I think Klopp is the best thing we've had in, I don't know how many years. With regards to selling us, Ali, um, and you say there they are focused on their new ice hockey team, Gav. This is a this is a, a huge, huge company they're involved in. Like it's not like they take all that money and run off to ice hockey and then take all that money and run off to um Major League Baseball and then they take the money and come and do it with Liverpool. It's not like that. They're all running separate entities. They're part of a portfolio. It's the way they are. And that's why they all perform under their own, you know. That's why they perform under their own umbrella, I suppose, under their, in their own little cocoon. If FSG sell us, there's only one way it's going. Or two. Um, no, sorry, one. How do you develop this club anymore? Like, in fairness, you could probably try to extend the cup. And I think the Kenny Dagley should be extremely difficult to, to extend, right? So that's, that's where you're looking with regards to the ground. Could you spend more money on players? Absolutely. Would you be self-sufficient? Probably not. Okay. So when you're looking for an owner, you're looking for someone along the lines of C. Um, Chelsea, who are owner one point three billion, um, Newcastle, who are owned by a sovereign state, uh, or somebody that has just a humongous amount of wealth, and literally wants all they want out of it is they'll pump a load of money in, um, to say that they own a Liverpool football club because they they are ranked. They are, they're a 9 out of 10 football club, Liverpool. 
The only way you make them 10 out of 10 is you come in and you throw another half billion on the playing squad and make them, you know, invincible. And that's the sort of owner you're coming at. And you have to ask yourself, do you want that? You know, I'm a bit on the fence on it. You know, I think part of me just goes, listen, that's the way football's gone. There's no reversing it. It's all about money, as much money as you can get. And FFP doesn't matter. And you go down that route. And part of me is kind of going, oh, do you know what? Like, I just look at City and they've they've a lot of success. But I kind of look at it and it, it's a bit hollow for me. And that's just the way I feel. Um, so to answer your question, I think the plan is the same as it's always been. I think it's been halted by, by COVID. Have they done enough? They probably could have done a bit more. Should they do more in the summer? Yeah. And if they sell them, they're going to make a huge profit. But it's only going to a certain type of owner. No one's coming in here thinking it's an investment. They make that money back. It's simply not true. You're not making it back. Um. So that that's a very long, um, a long-winded answer to your question. But I think I've covered most of it. Shay says, uh, do you think Klopp is a yes man? No. I don't think he is. Um. I think he showed last January. That he, that he wasn't. I think he got very upset last January over what was going on and what he needed. And um, I think he showed a bit there that he's not he's not a yes man. Do you think Klopp's a yes man? Do you look at Klopp and his demeanor and the way he carries on to people and the way he reacts to people and talks to people that he's a yes man? I find it very hard to believe that Jürgen Klopp will be told what to do by many people. That's just the way I think about it, but I could be wrong. Um Forget Newcastle City and Chelsea. Arsenal have spent a lot more and they haven't been in the Champions League in years, says Shaka. Well, they, yeah, they spend an awful lot. But um, they probably sell an awful lot as well. They probably sell quite well. I'm not I'm not too up on how much Arsenal sell and buy. And when you look at what they've bought, they're improving. But it doesn't buy everything. But I do get the argument that Liverpool need to spend a bit of money. And as I said, we, we'll see come the end of the summer because there's only so long this can go on. You know, unless Klopp pulls off an absolute miracle um, between now and the end of the season and, and he's won a couple, good couple of trophies and he can stand there going, well, look what the squad's done, what do I need? You know, he has got an awful lot of faith in players and sometimes loyalty sometimes loyalty um, can go on a bit too far with, with the players he picks. I, I agree with that. But look, we, we're just going to have to wait and see. How did he show it last season, Gav, says Chris? I thought, Chris, I thought he got very... Um, he got very annoyed last last January over what was going on. And you could see him some of the comments he made with regards to um, the centre-back situation and, and stuff like that in the January transfer window. I thought he was getting a little bit irked, you know. Um, and that that was that's just my take on it. You might disagree. You might disagree. Um, people forget Klopp signed an extension, said Chris. He knew the policy would work. Uh, he would work under if he wasn't happy with the setup. He wouldn't have extended yeah, I, I still think I still think um I still think he goes in two years. Shay says following staff the intention to, yeah. They didn't in the end. Increase in ticket prices, seventy seven pounding, yeah, absolutely. Trademarking Liverpool, yeah, absolutely. Super League, absolutely. Um lack of investment. Um Yeah, they're all fair points, Shay. They all are they all are fair points. But you have to look at where we are for the lack of investment. You know, and when you look at our accounts, they're not taking any money out. It's not like they're making two hundred million a year, and we don't see it. It's just not, just not true. Um, so that's why when I asked answered Ali's thing, it was a case of I answered that because they have a plan, they stick to it. Klopp knows the plan, but I still think at times, like when it comes to the summer, 
I don't think anybody would be against it. But I think it could be one way to go. Listen, we just have to take the shackles off a little bit here and throw an extra 100 million quid at this summer. And listen, we'll sign no one next January and we'll take one signing off the, the, the summer after. But we have to put ourselves in a place this January. You know, do you know the way they plan transfers years down the road? They should be planning their squad a year ahead of time. And I think they do that. I think they, they should throw extra money in the summer. And that's just the way... Um, that's just the way I think about it. He got annoyed and got Kabak. He was an average at best. And Ben Davis, he never played once. Not even ahead of Reese Williams. Yeah, he got annoyed and that's what happened on the last day of the window. So, um, there you go. Um, Gav, if Klopp extends, what does that say? Last question. Um, it says I'm delighted. For a start, I never wanted to leave the club. But it also probably cements the the, the claim that Chris Brack has made that he knows the... the um, he knows the policies of the club. He knows the way we work. You know the sort of way. So you can take it any way you want, can't you? You can take it any. You can you can manipulate it any way you want. Um, lack of investment. Give over. We spent over five hundred million in the in in the two thousand nineteen twenty accounting year. Um, yeah, the the money comes in and the money goes out and it's fairly even. You know, it's fairly even as to what. It's not like there's hundreds of millions there. Um, it's not like the Glazers who just take a phenomenal amount of money on Manchester United every year. Um, and spend a lot at the same time. It's not like that. They they they're self sufficient, and their whole idea about being self sufficient is to build the brand and the value of the club. Because they're definitely going to look to sell it. If they sell it tomorrow, they could get two billion quid for it. They spar it for three hundred million. That's what investment companies do. And that's what they are, you know. Um, but as I said, when it comes to an owner, someone lashing down two billion isn't looking to get their investment back. They're looking to put their name beside Liverpool and go look at me. I'm the owner of Liverpool. And if you want that, great. If you don't want it. You might have to deliver it. That's the way it goes. Um, great chat, great chat this afternoon. Um, nearly a hundred likes, which is good. So hit the like button on your way out. Two people didn't like it. Oh Jesus, we might have to stop doing this. Um, if you didn't like it, leave a comment underneath afterwards to tell us why, and we will try improve that for you. Don't forget to like, share, um, subscribe, um, all that sort of stuff, and keep coming back every day. Keep having the chats with me. Keep asking questions. Um, try get a couple of guests on next week if possible. And um, Failacon, don't forget, that's our charity at the moment. Link is in the description for our website. It's also there for the donate page. The donate page is flying. We're nearly up to 1,000 already, which is 10% there. We're determined to do this by the 10th of June. It's a fantastic, fantastic charity. So if you can spare anything at all into that donate link, which is in the show description and also on our website, please do so. We are looking it up the other day. If everyone that listens to this show today and download and the people that download it if they all gave a euro each we'd be halfway there that's that's how much it is um so please help out with that um it's a huge thing that we're going to push for six months we're going to try our hardest to get as much sponsoring and as much donations as we possibly can but if you have anything to spare please give it into the donate link and if you don't have it to spare that's absolutely no problem all we ask is share it amongst your friends your family your social media and just tell people you don't even have to tell them to donate just tell them look have a read of their information and make your own decision if you'd like to donate because it's absolutely a brilliant, brilliant one. Um, brilliant show last night for the lads with the draft. Tonight, Keith has a transfer agenda show with, a, I think, a couple of guests from other clubs, which is that. Tomorrow, we will have the women's show that's being pre-recorded. That's going to be put out around 8 p.m. tomorrow night. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Friday, I'm back on Friday and Sports Unplugged is back on Friday and then we'll be back on Sunday as normal. Anything else you want to say to us, leave it in the comments below. If you're listening, hit the review button. Give us a five-star review. 
and as I said, you can get us on Twitter, you can get us on Instagram, Facebook, um, and of course the comments under the YouTube uh, things. We read them all. So um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I'll talk to you here tomorrow. Don't forget the lads at ten o'clock tonight. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.